matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Don't make a bit of sense to me. If that's what being crazy is, then I'm senseless, out of it, gone down the road, wacko. But no more, no less. Welcome to Unhinged, episode number 19, recorded Friday, July 29th, 2016. That's today. That is today. Man. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. It's been a crazy, what, month? Three weeks? What's yeah, get ready for the beep. I'm ready for the bleep now. Yeah, it's been fucked up uh, <laughs> for a long time, and all of a sudden, uh, last couple of days, I've just really been feeling well. It's um, amazing. It's like a light switch. Well, you know, it's up and down, and, and, and again, I always had that feeling that something was wrong. Yeah. There's no way something, uh, I, you know, I was, I was bullied. It was very traumatic, but I wasn't beaten and locked in a cage. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, so it, it, you know, everything was treatable, but everyone was getting better. I never did. So it just didn't make sense that I could sa- sabotage myself right. so much that I would never, ever be, be, be better, you know? And I have like just things that I can't control yep. and I, uh, I guess I just never took ownership of that, and now I realize there's just some things. Uh, my my brain works differently. It's been a very uh, frustrating few weeks and and eye opening because you know well, it's amazing to see how quickly things turn around in either direction. I mean, you woke up and you were down. And you were bad, and then you just kept getting worse, with a few ups and downs in the middle there. But judging by our last episode, uh, I mean, you got really low. Um, well, you know, I can always top you, and some people are bothered by that. You're not, and I think mm-hmm. that's what—that's uh, why the dynamic of this friendship, why it works. Mm-hmm. I'm the dysfunctional one, and you know, uh, and I'm the yeah. fat one. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you know, it's uh, more dramatic, uh, you know, when it comes to me and, and you know, th- it's ups and downs. They affect us both. But with me, it's just when it comes on, it's just uh, it's so much pain that it's, you know, it's three weeks, but it was like it was three years. Yeah. Just uh, uh, just it's, it's just the most awful feeling in the world. Uh, and you just you just want to crawl in the fetal position and to just scream and you know, and then now it's just like you know I had a cookie earlier and it was really good, <laughs> you know like you taste things. I I got up at five fifteen this morning, I got all you know prepared and whatever you know, yeah. Um, just things were different. I'm, I felt like I should groom and shower, and then I cleaned up a little. Like things you don't do right when you're severe. Uh, which, you know, it was. Well, and but judging by the reactions we got from the last yes. episode, yeah, we got we had a few emails um, about that. So I want to read some excerpts from these emails that we received. Uh, the first one, Carol from Ireland. Uh, she wrote, Certain little things keep me going, little pieces of driftwood I can cling to that keep me from going under as the storm rages around me. Your show has been one of those things. Hearing Doug explain candidly how his depression manifests itself has been like a balm for my soul. 
Like many people who suffer from depression, I find it difficult to articulate my suffering to the people around me and often feel misunderstood. At some points during the call episode, it felt like Doug was describing my own situation, and that in itself was a huge thing, to have that sense of shared experience, even when it's the worst experience imaginable. I look forward to listening to the future shows from my dirty little bed of despair halfway across the world in Ireland. I like that. That was classic. You've made a difference to me, and I guess I'm not the only one. So keep it up and rest assured that you're doing good work. She's a very good writer. She, yes. She's got a good head on her shoulders. and She has kind of a low voice, though. <laughs> no, that, that, that uh, was me. That was me. Oh, yeah. No, I... I She's going to be all right. You know, this this, this uh, it's an up and down thing. It's tough, but yeah. Um, I just I, talked to another, another person that that uh, had the DBS. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, she's great. She sounds. Uh, you know, she's been very nice and very helpful, and uh, uh, listening to the show as well. And so it's it's great to get this uh, feedback. Yeah, this, especially the, being this, in the UK. And, this was an amazing thing to to wake up to the day after, uh, or actually, no, the day we released the call on Tuesday. Um, and then this other uh, letter we got from Charlotte in the UK. Uh, she says, currently relapsing hard with depression. I've not left my house in a week and constantly think about suicide and have lived in bed and just going through the motions. I'm off sick from work and I work in a psychiatric hospital, so should know what I need to do but I just can't deal with anything anymore, and I feel like a failure. Thanks so much for releasing the call. Makes me realize I'm not alone. Please realize you are making a difference. She, she wants it. it. You know, it, may, it gives me a sense that she's got a bigger issue like I do, uh, and, you know, it's a lot of work. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she, she was positive there at the end, and she, she wants it. Uh, you know, and sometimes just knowing that, hey, man, I've been there, you know, so we both suffer. That sucks. But just the fact that you're, you're not alone, it's huge. It's, yeah. it's well, so they, much bigger than we even realize. They always say, you know, there's that saying, misery loves company, but it's always been a negative saying. But in a way, I can understand it because if you can relate to someone that's going through what you're going through, then suddenly it's a shared experience that you can help each other with and, and you, you don't feel alone anymore. And that's the, the thing about depression. It's the loneliest feeling. See, with my case, it's, it's um, you know, 5 to 8% of people with major depression have this kind of resistance. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's the neurology. It's, it's an incredible amount of, uh, of pain, but it's... Uh, you know, you develop this distorted and sort of um, defeatist language that, and it's like compulsions that you have to say to yourself. Um, you know, you become your your own worst enemy and just wrapped up in in your own, you know, um, misery. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, that's it's exactly strange. that's exactly how you sounded in, in the last episode. Well, uh, she I mean, her words are exactly the same thing. You know, it's just everything is just like everything is shitty. I'm just falling fast, hard. And, you know, we're very dramatic and we're yeah. uh, but because that's all we've got. We're, we're always crying for help. Yeah, it, it's it's, you know, because you're locked into a hell. And, you know, right now, you know, it. it 
just inherently sounds like there's some neurology involved that, you, you know, she would, um, you know, she's expressing obviously a lot of pain, mm-hmm. not just, uh, we're talking just like, you know, pain that comes for no reason. Mm. You know, that's the worst part. This is not about like, you know, I lost my job and I got mild depression. Right. You know, you just wake up and you're crying and yeah. you're just like, I want to die. I want to, I mean, what? I, you and, know. and you don't know why it just happens. Yeah, that's right. And her letter, you know, you saw the the positive stuff and, and I really want to thank her for saying the nice things about us. And Hey, we're, we're, we're genuine. Um, <clears throat> You know, it's not easy to have gone through what I've gone through for uh, almost five decades now um, and being an open book and just being like, you know, hey, this is who I am. Well, I got no that, job. I'm, I, my, you know, I got two bumps on my head, you know. Well, and blah, this blah. is the, you know, where, what we want to do is be able to turn that negative into a positive by sharing your experience and letting people know that they're not alone and that there is hope out there. And I think that's what um, what we did best in le- the last episode because it was so raw. Um, you know, if yeah, you haven't- and, and it, it actually, the show is, show is, you know, again, I had no socialization and nobody to, to bounce anything off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like you're stuck on a desert island. You know, yeah. you're going to be a different person. Right. Uh, so this is years. And so for me to... And and I always knew through all the craziness and the distortion that, you know, I, I do have something there. You know, mm-hmm. like I just I understood this stuff. Just I heard it once and it's like it's, you know, it's stuck. That's it. Yep. So it's helped my uh, my not only my confidence and uh, you know obviously I've uh, learned a great deal about at least my own disease, but you know. Um, about the system and all kinds of different things, psychology and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, um, you know, I've realized that I'm, you know, we're realizing actually through the show um, that, you know, I'm involved now in three studies that are each, all of them um, are the, in the forefront of their science. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, you know, uh, the impact study is the, the latest in genetic technologies and gene testing mm-hmm. and the dbs obviously right and magnetoencephalography which is uh, meg for short i did get through that word pretty well there, you did I? it worked excellent um it's it's a non-invasive technique that uh it's used to measure magnetic fields uh that are generated by small uh, electric currents and neurons of the brain um so it provides um, direct information about the, the dynamics of uh, evoked and spontaneous neural activity um, located in different sources of the brain. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we're able to get, uh, depending on the setting that they use, they're going to turn it off first, get a shot of that, then uh, take, let's say, 10 or 15 different settings Mm-hmm. And it was about three minutes, and then she would come back in the room, make a change, then she'd go out because um, basically it's um, MEG measurements are conducted ex- um, externally using an uh, extremely uh, sensitive device, uh, which is um, called a superconducting 
quantum interference device, <laughs> which it's called Squid. So where do you have but this done on the Starship Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but it's called Squid. The Squid's a very low noise detector of magnetic fields. Mm -hmm. The MEG system is operated in a, a shielded room that uh, minimizes interference from um, external magnetic disturbances, uh, including actually the Earth's magnetic field um, and noise generated by like electric equipment or radio frequency signals and um, yeah. cell phones you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, by moving magnet like like elevators, cars, mm. all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, like a padded, you know, uh, room. Um, but again, you know, so every three minutes she did a setting, and I guess that's where uh, it kind of comes up with this uh, multimodal imaging. So they've been very good at the study, and uh, they know that, uh, you know, I was very severe then, so kind of begged them to try and get the results as quickly as they can. So she said uh, she will um, send me an email once uh, they're done with analyzing the data, um, and uh, they'll let me know once they sent the information to Dr. Jacoby so that they, I can be the squeaky wheel, get in there, and, and mm -hmm. so we can go over it. And hopefully maybe I'll just get some interesting news. So they're, they're going to take what, what they've already scanned and, the, and all that data and analyze it for a while and, and kind of figure out, you know, what's going on uh, and then call you back in basically to discuss it. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's how they read it, uh, yeah. you know, um, and you know, you, again, it's it's very technical. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen these diagrams, you know, about you know what this stuff is, um, and it's you know, it's 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 not easy to uh, to uh, intimate to you here on the show, especially without losing uh, <laughs> the audience. So uh, but, so the the idea though is that by changing the settings on the DBS during this test, uh, mm -hmm. they, can, they basically can map what parts of the brain are lighting up or what's, what it's doing and then figure out if they need to tweak it some more, if, the, if it's in a good setting or, or what's going on, right? Yeah, you know, technically I don't know yet enough about uh, what the electrical, you know, what's stimulating the electrical activity? Like, for instance, we know that, you remember when I said originally, it was several shows ago, but when they're doing the DBS, you know, you would think that the cingulate gyrus just, nothing's flowing, it's just kind of dead. Yeah. But quite often, it's the opposite of what you think. It's actually um, overactive. Uh which has, you know, can have obviously adverse effects. So my amygdala um, obviously is, as we said in the last show, uh, it's, it's somewhat undersized. So we'll say it's malformed, but it's it's overactive. Uh, if you remember, it, 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 that's your emotion center. Yeah, uh, it controls a person's response to fearful situations. Remember me describing that to you? Yes. You know, and. Um, evaluating whether or not they should react or not. And the cingulate gyrus vets uh, the amygdala's response. Mm -hmm. You know, so if a fear signal put out by the amygdala is not justified, the cingulate gyrus turns it off. Right. But people with the short form allele, the cingulate gyrus is, is not able to do that editing function. Right. As effectively, you know, 
So it's as if the amygdala is just going off all the time. Right. So the fear so, remains. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, when they're scanning, like, you know, well, they see with this, like the setting is obviously going to calm the amygdala, I'm assuming. Mm. So then you would think you'd see less electrical activity. You know what I mean? So That's I don't true. know. I have to ask these questions because I'm not sure. And that shows the limit of my neuroscience knowledge because <laughs> I, I can't think that out. I, I really have no idea. You, you see where I'm going with there? Yeah, yeah. So that, it's it's not just looking at what lights up in the brain. It's 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 also looking at what's not lighting up and what's lighting up too much. And, and basically there's a, a, an analysis that needs to be done by people who understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, before I knew anything about neurology, four years ago when I had the surgery, I'm just thinking, okay, well, it's just a dead part of the brain, and this thing is, like, supposed to wake it up with this electrical activity. It's sort of the way logic would lead you. Yeah. Uh, and then so th then with a setting that works, they'll see that fire it up, you know. But yet it could be, you know, it looks like it's the other way around. Right, right. And it's actually we need to calm the amygdala. So it's it's not just a matter of like literally seeing electrical flashes. Or right. It's more complex than that, actually. Which is why they can't do this real time analysis like like we were thinking about earlier. Um, originally, we were at least the, the way I was thinking of it was they hook you up to this machine. They can see how your brain's working and then they can change settings on the DBS and they immediately see what's going on and can tweak things right there. But it's, it's more complicated than that. Yeah. And, and there's scattered research on, well, actually I really found very little research, if none, uh, about people who've had DBS surgery and then went in for the, the this, uh, um, testing and mm. this, this, this type of imaging. So, um, you know, um, you know, it's not going to give us anything definitive. It's just going to give us maybe a little bit more direction. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm hoping. Um, I mean, there's always a chance to just say, you know, we really didn't learn anything new. Mm -hmm. Or or we think we might have an idea. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know they, they should realize, again, as people who study human behavior, that, you know, they got to throw me a couple of bones once right. in a while. You know, We're it's like, just give me some hope. Were you worried that they were messing with the DBS settings and that that could have a negative effect on you? Uh, no. Well, not anymore. I used to, but but now I know that, that it takes it takes more than you would think. Like it okay. just stops and relapse, flap. You know, no. Um, it's very quick, and you know, it's it's a matter of a total of about forty five minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and she notes, and I said it about three times and please you know i re i relapsed for three years this, this is setting you know like number 98 we've tried and it's it's actually a very weird setting and so you need to make sure you get it exactly back to this in the end right. please for my life you know she was very sweet and she wrote you know and showed me and everything so uh, so i, I was uh they, they were very comforting very you know um that's good just you know, it was very smooth. It was easy and painless, and um, I was really uh, just hoping that we would get some results. So I stayed as still as possible, yeah. And uh, you know, hope it's uh, hope they see something. You never know. Yeah. I mean, well, we're, the good news—the good news so far is that you're you're feeling better. 
and obviously not for any, you know, it's not like you did anything. It just happened. It's neurology. So whatever is going on in your brain, it's working again. So you're not like you were before, which is a good thing. No, I'm better than I was before. Yes. Better, stronger, stronger, faster. Oh, you're not faster. But now we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Anyway. So just the fact that you're able to to goof around is huge. I mean, you you listened back to our last show, right? Uh, well, I couldn't for a couple of days, and then I did because uh, it was closing in on us having to record again or me yeah. think about this show. So, um, and what? I and the ending was I really enjoyed actually, um, but yeah, it was tough to listen to. And but I've heard it so long that I'm I'm piecing things together and mm. so, trying to think of things differently. Yeah, than I normally would. Kind of again the. George uh, George Costanza's thing, you know, just to the opposite. I'm not having tuna on toast. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I always have tuna on toast. So you know, I got to do things differently and and start doing cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy and 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 cleaning up this distortion. Yeah, and start talking to myself differently. Being my own best friend is. Well, when you're when when we were talking. Uh, on the phone uh, last episode and you were really really bad um you realized that most of what you were saying was because of the distortion yet you still felt like it didn't matter i don't care i want this to end so it, it just goes to show how powerful those those feelings are those emotions get when it's a neurological problem like that. Well, look, like you're a very laid back person, right? There's very few times in your life that you've been genuinely just like really raging pissed off. Yeah. Could you remember time you were? Uh, I'm, yeah, I could probably, if I think hard enough, yeah. So take that and it's like that 24 hours a day mm. for months on end. You know, like the, the most, you just like, you can't stand to be in your own skin. It's crawling and you're, you just, you don't want to explode and just, yeah. and it's people, you know, and it's hard to relate to physical pain versus mental pain. Right. Uh, why should people just assume mental pain is uh, less quote unquote painful? Right. You know, um, it's actually worse. I would argue it's it's much more painful. Yeah, it's it's much more because it's not just this localized. You know, I mean, I I'm a cancer survivor. I've had things happen. You know, yeah. Um, you know, but it's this is just a uh, your brain not producing essential chemicals that are supposed to regulate your your mood and and let your brain work properly, and it's. Yeah. There are just signals crossed, and um, we don't know if it's just genetic factors. Is it? Is it? You know, product of of maybe post traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all, all t types of different things, or just how devastating ADHD can be when when untreated. Right. And that's actually a fact. It's it's almost like the the mental version of of 
type one, type two diabetes. Mm. You know, if if it's not treated as a kid and you end up with adult ADD, it's a much more serious issue than kids having ADHD. Right, right. It's, it's kind of backwards in that example, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, you know. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, have there been any updates with your family? How's your family been? Because you you explain the situation, you explain the fact that the, this is neurological and you now have proof, you know, you have the scientific proof, the paperwork that says, yes, you have, uh, you know, a brain defect. Mm -hmm. So how has your family reacted? Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're um, I'm hearing from my sister sending me good wishes uh, my brother is always there for me as he was on the show. Mm -hmm. um, my older brother uh, is, is basically non-existent. Um, knowing what he knows now um, and what we know now, uh, what caused me to be me, mm -hmm. um, he sh it should be inevitable that no matter how hard it is for him, maybe he just can't relate to it, he, he can't deal with it or whatever, you just have to deal with if your family. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's no middle ground. It's like either you're going to, you know, call like, "Wow, can't believe it was this guy." You know, I'm so sorry, whatever. Or there's nothing because yeah. I I have no respect for somebody who would do the complete opposite. Because I would do the opposite. Mm. I would just ask my boss, you know, for three weeks off and get on a plane and go. You know, right. Um, so, um, unfortunately, it's not it's not the the close-knit supportive family that you'd hope for uh, but um, but they're understanding it uh, and they've been you know definitely more supportive uh, than they were in the past and I did speak to my mother on her birthday and um, she uh, you know was positive in her in her letter and, um, and we left it at that and well that's we'll huge that, that's a big step I mean it it, it takes time it well, I mean, time. even if they know now that all that stuff was, you know, just distorted crap and me just trying to, you know, self-preservation and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I was not working with a brain that was, I was working with a brain that was broken. Right. So it, it you know, did things that you just don't do, whatever. Yeah. Um, so even, it, it's very hard to just say to yourself, well, all that stuff was because of this and boop, it, for some reason we just like to dwell and it uh, it stays in our emotions and in our memories and for a long time. Well, so, no one no one likes to admit that they were wrong for anything. And you know, if you're if, if that's a that's a very human trait. Exactly, a very pervasive trait. And my family's kind of famous for that. Well, but I have to imagine there's going to be guilt. You know, there's going to be if once they realized, oh well, this isn't him just being, you know, dramatic. Well, there um, always is guilt. It's just that for some reason they just can't admit it or, or whatever. Yeah. Or it's denial or, you know, it scars. Who knows? Yeah. But it's is, always there. Yeah. It's it's kind of human nature. I mean, it's self-preservation. It is. We beat ourselves up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's dumb. Instead of just like, you know what, this is killing me. We got to talk this. You know, it, I mean, that's what we're here for. Right. But families, you know. I don't know. We end up playing a lot of games, and I don't know really what it derives from because, again, I was not working with a full deck. Yeah. Well, uh, but so, it sounds it sounds like 
in your case, things are slowly moving in the right direction. Well, it's it's you know you again ask me you ask me emotionally what it's like to find out you know these genetic yeah you know scientific answers to the disease order, but it's you know it's putting pieces together. It's it's now making sense. Right. Uh, the only thing that's still negative is that pisses you off that I'm effing forty seven. You know, it took till then <laughs> to to find out. Right. You know, my knees don't work anymore, and I, <laughs> you know. Um, so whatever, you know, it's, it's, uh, but it's allowing me to believe that, okay, I can make my brain, I can think like other people yeah. and like, I'm not just this, you know, useless turd. Um, well, and th- this is why exactly why when we woke up to those letters, um, you know, basically saying, thank you for that show. You really helped us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is total validation for what we're doing here. It is because I can tell you right now, like, it's the opposite. When I was talking to you, I was a, a piece of shit on the bottom of your shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, the, that's, that's what I'm worth right. in this world. And you can't tell me otherwise. Right now, yeah. I can tell you that, you know, when I, I'm going to speak at a major event next month and uh, probably going to be going to a TV show soon to tell the story and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm going to kick ass, you know, and like I'm going to come across well and, and I do well and help other people and et cetera. And, uh, so it's, it's, um, it really, again, it, it proves the, 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 the neurology side of this, um, form of depression because there are several forms of depression. Yeah. Just, just happens to be the, you know, the, the mother of them all. The hardest one to treat, basically. Yeah. 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 But, so, um, but, but it must have been a huge ego boost for you to know that, uh, that your candidness, your openness, and your willingness to let that phone call be released to the public. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's, I read them and I was just thinking, oh, shoot, what are they going to say? It's going to be bad. And, and it's just like, yeah, it surprised me. I just thought, like, who the hell would want to listen to that? You know, because I can't stand being in my own skin, listening to myself yeah. talk all the time. You know, I just sometimes I hit myself in the head, like, shut up, <laughs> you know. And it's a show people like. You know, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know. Well, you never know what's going to be, you never know what's going to be impactful. And, you know, our thought was, well, you know, we need to be open. We need to be honest. We need to be real and i I know we've we've put on shows before where we've done little skits and little funny things and you know made light of the situation and stuff like that but what really seems to affect people are the times when we are ourselves when we're open we're and and we're you're, you're an open book you know your your case is something that most people who who were like this wouldn't even want to talk to anyone about yeah um yeah. So it's, uh, it's helping. I, I, I'd like to say millions, I wish, but <laughs> uh, it's helping our audience. I know that well, the listeners are getting something out of this. And well, look, you know, know what you're, know what you're involved in it because it doesn't have to be millions. I mean, because yeah. this is not about, Oh, you might lose your eye. You know, this yeah. is where people die. So if we're helping one, you it's know, worth it. just decide, okay, don't use the knife. 
you know, that I've had in my pocket for three years, yeah. you know, uh, and I get s severe and all I can think of it, these flashes of suicidal ideation. I mean, just shit that you would, you just think you're only going to see that in a horror movie. You can only see it for a certain amount of time and then you got to watch Seinfeld, yeah. you know, but you'd live in that. Hmm. So that, it, you know, it really screws with your mind, um, you know, yeah. and your behaviors will reflect. Right, right. So now I have a question for you. And I have an answer. Now, how would you know that? The answer is false. 72. No. Uh, X. No. Uh, yeah. How is the diet going? Aha. <laughs> so, yeah, we haven't talked about this um, on the show at all, but... Uh, <clears throat> uh, one thing you've always noticed about me that is that the only negative thing I ever say about me is mm -hmm. the fact that I'm overweight and it really bothers me. Um, so it's something that I've always struggled with. Um, and I've been up and down on, you know, yo-yo diets and yo-yo ma and, uh, you know, it's it's never stuck. I've I've lost a lot of weight, and then it's all. But yo yo ma on. didn't stick either. No, know? exactly. Hello. It was it was nonstick. <laughs> yes. Cookware. <laughs> you can't take that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you um, said yo yo ma, so I did I, say yo yo ma. I was I deserve to riff on that. I meant to say yo mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, so I decided, all right, well, I need to just take control of this and, and start, you know, watching what I eat uh, and doing a little bit of exercise. I do no yeah, exercise. Um, so you've done none? No, no, I have since I started, but normally I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm what they call an avid indoorsman. I got to get a better laugh for that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I started... Two weeks ago, I think it was, yeah, uh, simply counting calories. I have an app where I every time I eat something, I put some, I mark it down. Actually, you started when I relapsed. Basically. When you relapsed. Because the idea... The show time. It was about the show. Yeah, before before you relapsed, we were talking about uh, doing a show where, you know... What did helped. I say? It was... Uh, it was butt... But, but the, versus butt... Butt versus butt challenge, which is, yeah. you know, my big butt versus your cigarette butts. <laughs> no, I was actually that I, oh. yeah, but everything. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but. That's right. Know. That's right. You make excuses so I gotta for everything. I got to stop doing that and change that and you're going to change your butt. Right. But, but as soon as you, you relapsed, I realized, well, this isn't going to happen soon. <laughs> oh, then you went and got Oreos. <laughs> no, no, I did the opposite. I decided to just do it myself. Oh, um, see, that's see, that's admirable. Well, I I was prepared. I was prepared to start already. Um, I'm eating broccoli, and you're gonna act like an ass. <laughs> you know that's uh, not fair. Uh, so it's only been two weeks, <laughs> and uh, I'm down six. When, when they when they lead with that, you know, they didn't lose much. So far. no, I lost six pounds. Oh. That's that's amen. Respectable. Oh, that's good. You know, it usually starts very slow. You know that. Uh, it depends. Uh, I've I've been on diets before where I lose ten pounds the first week. Um, well, don't forget the heart should beat, so you do want to like you know do a couple of extra stairs thing or something, but you do need a little bit more. 
Yeah, no, I've been walking. Uh, I need to make it more constant. I've, you know, walked, I think in the last three weeks or last two weeks, I've walked maybe four times. Um, well, justify it by saying that it, it makes it easier on you because then it's going to kick it in faster. So instead of six pounds, it might be eight. Oh, and, absolutely. No. Know. And and the only reason I, I haven't done it every day is because, you know, I work. And uh, ah, know, I see. I bet you, you'll think of something. No, I know. And that. and I have taken time during work to, you know, like my lunch break, I'll go out and I'll go for a walk. Uh, but there have been a lot of times recently where I'm just swamped and I, I even skip lunch because I'm too busy. But regardless, those are all excuses. Bottom line is well, I need to You know to what you the, can handle in a day, yeah. but you also know what you need to do to make sure that, you know, you, you live past 50. Right. You so know. I've been eating a lot better. Uh, I've been making much better choices uh, with the food that I do eat uh, and keeping it to a, a much lower calorie count. And it's been working. So uh, that's I good. Plan to keep it up. That's it. I mean, you've been there, been there before, but, it, you know, and obviously as we get older, our, our, our systems work slowly, mm-hmm. and, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, we're not as resilient. Uh, as <laughs> we were that's a fact well and that's why i'm hoping that my brain will be yeah you know because uh there's obviously a lot of trauma going on in there yeah. so um you know it's uh day by day thing so those people who writing in and listening to the show i mean obviously you know that's that's the whole reason we do this yes and, uh just you know just Take it easy on yourself and try to be your own best friend. As cheesy as that might be, sorry, Murray, but it's a little <laughs> cheesy. Uh, but it's it's just the truth. We're only here a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you got to just try and uh, do what you can for yourself. That's right. Uh, as soon as, for example, as soon as I started eating better and I saw that the weight was starting to drop, it gave me a feeling of, oh, I can control this. It is something that uh, I can make better and get rid of that negative thinking that I always have about my I weight. think it's your amygdala and, the, and it's the fear center. Just say, you know, don't start that because it's going to be too much. Yeah. And then you don't, and just, just the starting part is the hardest part. <laughs> Always. You know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's like starting an old car. You know, it's just not going to go. Yeah. You know, Pinto, Pinto it just, it's not turning over. Well, I'm glad you brought it up, though, because uh, actually stating it publicly on the show holds me more accountable. <laughs> well, you know what? Because I've been through so much and it's time to give you tough love and say, you know, I don't want to hear that crap because I got to live with a broken brain and, uh, and, and you don't want to go and walk for half an hour. <laughs> you know, so you're just not going to get away with it. And, and ultimately, that'll be good for you. It's a little Excellent. tough love. No, but, hey, uh, I've been giving you tough love, you know, our whole friendship. Damn straight you have <laughs> lately. And yeah. No, but uh, I think, you know, we're both learning more about this. Uh, me from a you know, directly relational way and, and you, you know, just always being there for me. So, uh, yeah. you know, without that, uh, you know, good chance I wouldn't be here. So it's... Uh, you play yeah. a vital role. Well, thank you. And you are I my hope... Miyagi. <laughs> Wax so. on. Yes. 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we, we do want to say that uh, to, to our listeners, um, we really do appreciate any and all feedback on the show. And it's just as therapeutic for us to hear it uh, as our show apparently has been for some of you. Um, so keep, keep them coming. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, no, we definitely get feedback and maybe some, um, uh, things you like to talk about. And we're also going to do some call-in shows. Um, and, uh, so we can just have some open lines of communication and, uh, you know, try and get some more involvement. Uh, we started a new Facebook group, which we're going to, um, launch this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that maybe there'll be some more, uh, uh, groups of people talking and, and yep. just sort of bouncing things off each other and getting a little more social, yeah. which is one of the essential things you must do while you fight depression. And I, I love the idea of planning um, a live call-in show where yeah. um, basically we'll, we'll create an event on Facebook when we're ready to do this and we figure out all the technical side. Uh, and then, you know, people can Skype in into us during our show and you'll be able to hear our show while we're recording it and everything. I believe um, we can have up to eight at a time. So, you in know, a, in a group chat. Yeah. I don't know that we'd want to get that, that no. deep into it. <laughs> we'll no, probably no. take, a, you know, one at a time, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. It's something we want to do, you know, eventually who knows we might do video podcasts. Um, we're, but we're, you know what? It's just, you know, uh, there are certain, you know, all you have is to sit there and ruminate on your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of us have unique thoughts. Right. And uh, it's good when you get them out and people don't react like you think they are. Like, oh, he's nuts. Let me just uh, go over there. <laughs> you know, uh, they actually go, wow, yeah, no, that makes sense. And whoop, instant validation you never had before. And, exactly. oh, what was that feeling? That felt really neat, you know. Yeah, if, so, any, if any of you want to, um, you know, come on the show and discuss your, your situation or, you know, if you know anyone who, uh, who is suffering uh, and you want to talk about it, please yeah, contact us. us. We'll, we'll make a date. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, you know, we can build a show around it. Uh, we, we're constantly looking for new topics to cover and we want to reach out to the people, the, peop- the listeners and, and, you know, cover what they want to hear. Yeah, you can go to the website and there's a form that you can fill out and, and just put, you know, a small summary of sort of uh, what your idea is and uh, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, be great. All right. Cool. Well, again, thanks for uh, getting through those uh, few weeks uh, with me and, uh, you know, it's been good for, I don't know, what, four days straight now and actually good in a better way, you know, yeah. six maybe or whatever, but... yeah. Um, you know, I've walked every day. I've been eating better and uh, living a little bit more for myself. So the last few weeks have been very stressful. They've been, you know, our shows have been very heavy. Uh, so this week we wanted to kind of put everything in perspective and we wanted to end the show with a quote. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be about $135. Uh, that's if I don't have to rip up the drywall. Uh if you got mold growing, you know, we could have a big issue. But I don't suspect it'd be too bad. And there's your quote. So that's our show for tonight. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at UnhingedPC and like our Facebook page at 
facebook.com slash unhinged podcast. Also be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already. It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Take care.